Okay, I get it. It's been almost two years since the last episode of Tracking the Trojans, but I'm back. Austin Selby, director of track and field and cross country at Trevecca, to bring you guys the action and the goings-on of Trevecca track and field. So no excuses, but we're going to jump back into this thing. I'm sure everybody's dying to know just what went down the first day of competition at the Myrtle Beach College Invitational. So let's go. Let's track the Trojans. All right, so here we are, the opening meet of the 2022 outdoor season. It's our third year in a row being here at Myrtle Beach. The first one, you may or may not know, was quite eventful. We competed in two events and got in our vans and drove back home, unsure of what everything would look like, but knowing that we weren't having a 2020 track season. Last year went pretty well. The meet was small, still a lot of teams feeling out this whole COVID thing. Came and competed and enjoyed it so much we decided to come back. Now, I wish I could say the weather here has been as good as it was those first two years, but it hasn't. I don't think the temps have gotten over 55, and we haven't seen the sun. And tomorrow, it's going to be worse. Uh, there's even rumors that the meat will get pushed back in the morning because of thunderstorms, and when it does start back up, it'll be below 50 degrees with 30-mile-an-hour winds preseason track and field or early season track and field am i right that being said despite whatever the conditions may or may not have been our people got out and competed well today and we're just going to jump into that i want to get in the habit of getting meat results out with a little maybe some stories some details that those of you that can't watch uh, your loved ones compete or you alum that want to know how things are going and, and miss the track and field thing uh, just wanting to get back into it and hear those stories and feel you know remember those times when you were part of it or hey maybe you're just randomly scouring spotify or wherever you get your podcast from uh, to find some track and field stuff well we got your fix so let's just jump right in it's ironic that the day started with one of the only athletes to compete back in 2020 dylan brandon in the hammer uh, dylan uh, is progressing really well entering in technically his senior season he has a season of eligibility out there and whether we can jump back into that next year or not we're not sure but uh, interesting that he led things off and if memory serves me correct I didn't really look this up beforehand I feel like he threw around 35 or 36 meters in the hammer uh, that year which was great for him we were really excited and now uh, today had a great competition pretty sure his furthest throw came in prelims where he threw a 42.56 meter uh, toss. Good enough to land him in eighth overall, but the first place guy was a semi-professional out of England. So for scoring purposes, that put Dylan at seventh place, uh, scoring him two points, which is always exciting. I mean, you guys know track and field, you want to score points. So very proud of how Dylan, uh, Dylan threw today to open his season uh, in, in conditions that Really, for anyone but distance runners, uh, just the temps aren't there. You want it to be a little warmer for your sprinters and your throwers. You want the muscles uh, to not be as tight as they can be in the cold. Uh, so to come out and throw 42, 56 in and, and, and not the greatest conditions, which is only a few meters off of his PR, is, it, was, it was a great start for us. Another exciting thing for us today is we, you know, Hannah and Molly Sims, 
uh, are new to the team. Molly, a freshman. Uh, Hannah, a transfer uh, from junior college where she played basketball. Uh, not so much in the track team at that point, but was a big-time track athlete in high school. Uh, they both got to jump into the javelin today. You know, Molly came to us as a, as a standout javelin thrower uh, from high school in Arizona. And through 28.75 meters today, uh, obviously, it's her college PR. Uh, not too far off the school record, which, funny story on that is, the school record is currently held by Emily Davis, um, who is a great uh, part of our program and graduated last year. hope she's doing well. Um, but she knows, we all know, she got a very generous mark at the Berry Invitational uh, where, where she even stood up to the official and said, no, 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 that's, that's not right. Um, she averaged typically around 20 meters, and she, in the, in, the, in the final results, got credited with a 32-meter toss, which stands as our school record at the moment. Uh, so, in a way, Molly kind of got that school record today, but on paper it's not there, so we can't officially call it. Uh, but both Hannah and Molly did great. Um, Hannah's mark of 2509 came on her last throw, which, uh, if you were there, you might, you might've gotten to see me get a little heated. The way the javelin works is as long as the backside of the javelin doesn't hit first, it counts. Uh, it's a throw. It doesn't have to stick in the ground. And the rules even state if it lands flat, you give the benefit of the doubt to the thrower and you mark it at roughly where that tip landed. That's why these officials really need a keen eye. And the head official had already told the girls while they were warming up, he's only measuring marks that stick, which that's against the rules. And so we were watching closely for it, and, and Hannah's first two throws didn't stick. And after the second throw, I, I got pretty heated and, and, and asked him why he didn't mark it. He said, well, because it was flat. And I said, but doesn't the benefit of the doubt go to the thrower? And he just kind of stared at me. I don't, I don't know if he had a realization or what it was, but on the third throw, I was standing dead even with him. Uh, down in the sector and it hit and, and by golly those two guys ran right to it and marked it and the funny thing is is it was the most suspect of all three of her throws as far as which part of the jab hit but excited for her to get that mark and um, really excited to see how they progress through the javelin uh, obviously both Hannah and Molly are going to be multi-athletes for us this year uh, outdoor as they were indoor and getting to throw the jab today was great for both once again not the greatest conditions uh, either it's it's chilly no sun, not what you think when you think of spring track and field. And moving on to other field events, uh, and the long jump today was also competed. We had three guys uh, jump into that. Aaron Barreto, a freshman out of Massachusetts, uh, had a jump of 4.71. Um, I cannot recall if that was his first or second jump. Pretty sure it was his first. Aaron's been fighting a hamstring injury that, that still flared up today. And uh, by the time his third jump came around, he just passed on it. Uh, Lucas Baggett had a, had a good jump of 5.47 as well. Not his best uh, from indoor, um, but still a good jump. And, you know, once again, we are preparing Lucas for the multis later on in the year. So every meet really is a chance to learn and put pieces together for that decap further on down the road. Uh, Sean McKenzie was our, was our top jumper of the day. His first time delving in. Another freshman uh, jumped 5.61. And the reality of this is, is we've only had access to long jump pits, uh, still working on get access to the high jump pit at Overton High School for a couple weeks. Uh, so for the guys, the fact that we had marks that we could trust 
was a big deal. I think we had one scratch out of all three of our guys. So that's a good start. Building confidence in that approach is important. And I think our guys felt that today. Hen and Molly, who we were just talking about, moved on into the long jump uh, after they were done with the javelin. Uh, once again, working on that multi-athlete vibe there. Hannah jumped 4.37, which is a PR uh, in college for her. It's further than she jumped in, in indoor. And Molly also eclipsed that 4-meter barrier with a jump of 4.01, also college PR. So excited to see how they did. Part of being a multi-athlete is, is working on minimal rest. I mean, even in the multi-events, they get a maximum of 30 minutes. So they, they walked roughly 30 meters from the jab runway to the long jump pits and, and hopped right in the first flight and did quite well. Later in the afternoon, Lucas also uh, threw jab. And once again, it's just not a spot that we've been able to practice much due to access of a field where we don't have to worry about turning anyone into a shish kebab. And, you know, for a first throw, he went 34.5 in non-jab spikes with the runway getting a little slick. So really good for him. We're excited with that start. We want to get probably 10 more meters out of that this year, which, which I think we can do with a little more work and a little better conditions. So after that, we kind of moved on to the track for the day. Um, and that started off with the 1500s. Samantha Rosencrantz, uh, freshman from Clarksville, Tennessee, running in her first 1500 at the college level, first outdoor meet, ran a strong 528, fourth in the open division of the 1500. Now, she lit out. It was funny. We talked at the beginning of the race before she got in there. I said, hey, you you could do well in this. There's a lot of people seated in there with no times, um, some people with slower times than you. Get out uh, into the front and just kind of settle in and see how it feels. And by get out into the front and see how it feels, I kind of meant settle into the pack. Um, but you know what? Samantha went and, and made it a race and blew it up right from the start um, with a really strong first lap and then and then settled in probably after the second lap of adjusting uh, to the shock of her opening lap and, uh, and it had a, had a strong race. Unfortunately, we weren't able to race Ruth Penny. We're working our way through an injury at the moment. And while we'd hope to see her in the 1500 today, um, we did not run her. Uh, on the guy's side of things, um, Christian Garcia in his first of two races of the day dropped a two-second PR with a time of 4.36. Also ran a really gutsy race, just stuck his nose in the front of his heat. And um, for about 900 meters to a K, was really up there with the leaders, um, just really grinding it out. And that's how he ran himself to that 4.36. So it was pretty exciting to see him just stick his nose out in that race and try to establish himself in a, in a broad amount of time. We tell our distance athletes that all the time. Uh, sometimes you just need to race to that PR. Just get out there, beat people, and, and the times will come, uh, especially on the track, and he did that. John Alsop also ran in the open division of the 1500 today, ran a 443. Um, probably a little off his best indoor mile from this year, but showing incredible improvement. John's another freshman catching the trend. We are young. We're a young team, which is exciting. Uh, John uh, is, is continuing his improvement, dropping times, uh, and this was the first of two races for him uh, today as well. Now, it's, it's worth noting that these are the open divisions of the 1500. Tomorrow, they'll run the seated sections of the 1500 where we do have some of our runners, so we'll update you on that tomorrow uh, to let you guys know how they did. Uh, the 100-meter prelims were today, and there were actually so many 100-meter entrants that they had a prelim section and then semifinals today with the final being tomorrow. Uh, Khalil Stewart 
bet you can guess it, freshman, uh, ran an 11.76. Uh, excited with how he, he ran his first 100 meter today. Um, yeah, I know it was good for him to, to get out and get a little more distance uh, after having to run so many 60s. Sean McKenzie, once again, freshman that had also long jumped earlier, ran a 12.2. And Pablo Martin broke the school record by 0.3 seconds, formerly held by Larkin Cheney O'Shea. Pablo, not a freshman, uh, but a junior who also uh, plays for Treveca men's soccer uh, from Madrid, Spain. That 11.32 took a lot of time off the uh, old record and was good enough to slide him into the semifinals. Um, you know, by the time the semifinals rolled around, uh, there was the rain was there. Uh, it was a little cooler. There was more wind on the front stretch. So he ran 11.4, probably an hour and 45, two hours uh, between, between races. And it's just exciting to watch Pablo progress. It takes a lot to, I don't know if the podcast just caught it, but I got a text. It's what you get with live hotel room podcasts. That being said, you know, excited with how he's progressing. He's going to have to learn how to, um, you know, how to progress mm-hmm. through rounds. And um, excited with today being a great learning experience. I think it landed him roughly 22nd overall. Um, we had a couple women run it as well. Madeline Brown, guess what? Again, a freshman running a 14.88. She didn't sprint at all indoor. She's been working through the throws. She threw in high school, played lacrosse in high school as well. Um, but wanted to jump on the track, ran 14.88. And Sarah Harden, another freshman, yes, a freshman, who's also doing some double duty from volleyball with an 18.09 to start her track career, period. Uh, had never stepped on a track in her life. So we're excited excited for how she did as well. Also on the track, we had the 800 uh, open sections. Once again, those seated sections will be tomorrow, so they're a little quicker with a few more of our athletes in it. Shane West, freshman. With a 211 uh, today, still working his way into that 800 uh, distance. We, you know, small insider note, we, we want to see Shane develop some speed. He wanted to work on some speed as well. He's He's got endurance uh, for days, but we're, we're really trying to work on that turnover and that speed. We know it'll translate well for cross country. So got out there, stuck his nose in it again, um, got tripped up a little bit, probably would have gone under 210 had he not had to worry about that. And then John Alsup, uh, coming back from that 1500, ran a 220 today. Uh, not not quite his best, but once again, when you double dip that fast and you're a freshman and you're already dropping lots of time in other places, it can be can be a tough double for sure. Hannah and Molly were back in the hurdles. Yes, that's their third event of the day, which is no biggie because they will do uh, four events in a day here coming in a couple months, or actually roughly in a month when they run their first multi for outdoor. Uh, Hannah with a 20.6 for the 100 hurdles and Molly with 21.65. Their first time being able to get that distance in at the college level and just getting comfortable. If you've ever run the hurdles, you have to get used to running those hurdles and you know, there's so many things to think about. Steps between the hurdles. It's funny we were having a conversation. A lot of people think the hurdles are about getting over them. That's I'd call it 40% of the hurdles. The toughest part is getting those steps down between the hurdles, uh, so that you're ideally hitting three steps and you're ready to clear the next hurdle. Not jump, but step. Really is what it is. So great to have a waypoint for those two uh, heading in to the rest of the season. Then we had a pretty decent break and moved into some distance races. Uh, in the 5K, Jay Selvage, freshman, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and he would tell you Michigan more than Murfreesboro, but he ran at Blackman High School, so we'll, we'll stick with the Murfreesboro thing. 
Jace ran 1844. Uh, this is the longest distance he's raced uh, in college. Uh, we had to work through some things um, during cross country, uh, some health issues that kind of kept us tentative to really race him hard. Ran a lot of 3Ks uh, throughout indoor, and we bumped up to the 5K just to see what was there. So glad he was able to get on the track, get that distance in, and once again, a waypoint. The highlight of that 5K, though, Christian Garcia, um, who is entering into his senior year right now, hoping we get him back for some uh, some graduate uh, running. Um, I hope, Christian, you're listening. This is another plug for that. But all four years, we have tried working Christian down to a sub-17 5K. Uh, came out of high school not having broken an 18. Has some really close calls over the last couple of years on the track. Has progressed well for us in cross country. Dropped those times as well. And we have just been painfully close. 1706s, 1704s, 1711. Just kind of losing it in that roughly 3.5K to 4K range where the pace would kind of drop off at times. Well, tonight that did not happen. Christian Garcia dropped a 1655, which is about where we're at on the length of this podcast. Hopefully you're still with me. Dropped a 1655 under the lights. The temperature was perfect. Uh, there was barely any wind. The rain had stopped. It's kind of foggy over the stadium. Kind of your ideal evening distance race type uh, conditions. And, man, I could not be more proud of this guy. Uh, he's been a great teammate to so many. He's worked so hard. And for him to... For him to get to this goal tonight really was a special event, and his teammates knew it, and you know there was a whole mob of us that greeted him at the finish line. So big congrats out to Christian tonight for doing that. I know there are a lot of people that was that were rooting for him on that one, and I definitely was. And man, it was that's that's why we do what we do. Uh, you know, whether it's sixteen fifty five or thirteen fifty five, whatever it might be. You know, seeing barriers broken and, and guys and, and girls achieve things they never thought they could, man, it's it's a special event. And then wrapping us up for the night with the longest event in the meet and dropping six points to the team's total in the 10K was Jordan Halliday running a 32.55. I'd say for the better part of six, six and a half K, he was on pace for probably threatening breaking 32, which would be a big deal. Previous PR was 32.40. Uh, so to see him, uh, you know, start the season with 32.55 in no man's land for the whole race. Um, had a, had some guys go out ahead of him, caught up with a couple by 3K, and then for 7K just uh, ran a time trial. And so to run that 32.55, he closed in a 71, which is great because he'd kind of dropped to roughly 80 uh, or a minute 20 second 400s for a while. Uh, to see him uh, drop that down, that shows a lot of fitness um, to be able to pull that speed back up at the end of a race that long. So points not far off of pr to wrap up the night um i don't think anyone could possibly complain it was a fantastic first day looking forward to tomorrow to getting some other people out there on the track uh, we'll see sammy roberts uh cam warner will race tomorrow as well hamza uh jumps into things as well there's a lot more throws going on as well uh dylan will throw um arginus uh who will also throw would be his first outdoor meet with us just lots of people um big team which we're excited about one thing about tomorrow is it could be an interesting start to the morning. Uh, currently, we're scheduled to have thunderstorms at the start of the meet, and then after that, 30 to 40 mile an hour winds. So even if we do get out there on the track, it's going to be blustery to say the least. Uh, at least there won't be two to four inches of snow on the ground like back home in Nashville. But we're looking forward to tomorrow, ready to get out and compete, go hard at it again, 
really excited about this group. Uh, I hope they know how proud the coaching staff is. Myself, uh, Brooke, and Brandon love seeing the hard work they're putting in, both in practice and seeing the fruition uh, this early in the season. I mean, it's 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 early. A lot of teams haven't even opened their outdoor yet. Uh, in fact, uh, it's indoor national championship weekend. Uh, but we're glad we get to give our kids uh, this experience where they get to bond and prepare for what is a uh, you know a, a long season. Any of you guys that have competed in track know that it's it's a lot of weekends away. It's really long days, and I think starting out this way, both with great competition, good results, and some team togetherness is kind of the way you want to head into uh, the long grind of the track season. So we did it. Episode one of the return of tracking the Trojans. We'll do this again tomorrow night. Hopefully there's lots of good news to report. Till then, this has been Austin Selby. Hope you enjoyed tracking the Trojans with me.